Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Susan Crabtree needs no introduction. And what a day to talk to you, Susan, as uh, Susan Crabtree, political correspondent for Real Clear Politics, writes for National Review, served as a senior writer for the Washington Free Beacon, spent five years as a White House correspondent. The list goes on and on. But Susan Crabtree, so great to talk to you this morning about all of your recent work, and especially on a day where we do have a little bit of breaking news going on this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Susan. Uh, Hi there. (laughs) So I'll start with, and I I believe one one of the times over the past year and a half, didn't we talk about Russian hostage? Did, correct me, but I just realized this. I think we talked about Paul Whelan, did we not? Is that correct? Maybe not. I'm not sure. Okay, I know, right? <laughs> I you're know. you're so busy with all the. So I'll start. I'll start with your your latest piece, um, where you talk about the and it's entitled "The Long Road to Confronting China's War on Religion," Part Three. Compa- you know, and this is very compelling as you're talking about the Uyghur men and women. And you're talking about human trafficking, all of that. So take us through. It's a great piece. And uh, you always do such great work. But it's a, a great piece there at RealClearPolitics.com. Well, I, I really organized the whole series um, on China's persecution of different uh, religious minorities. Uh, we started off with the overview. And then I did a really in-depth story on how they're using organ harvesting, if you can believe that, how ghastly that is, as a tool of repression against, uh, they started with the Falun Gong, which is a, you may know, it's sort of a a spiritual discipline, meditative discipline. And then they all, then they upped the ante, they stepped up their organ harvesting on the Uyghurs. And there's evidence of this. Leading researchers have looked at uh, the fact that the China has said that uh, it was using, admitted that it was using prisoners uh, at, for organ harvesting, and they have a booming organ harvesting business to the, it's almost a, a billion dollar industry now, uh, according to leading researchers. And it's just sort of a, a, a sickening practice that we want to make sure as uh, U.S medical institutions and people who are in need of organs, you know, in the United States, you have to wait months and months for the, for organs. And strangely enough in China, uh, you, you don't have to wait there. It could be days um, that you could get. So there are leading researchers who have documented this practice 
and um, and even a court in Great Britain uh, in 2021, uh, 2021 uh, came out and said, yes, they believe this is definitely happening in China, even though China, um, of course, denies it. Yeah, it's it's just sick to think about this, the, the forced organ harvesting that they that allegedly has gone on for years. And you refer to that uh, UK, you know, finding there was there was a judgment back in the day. But as you look at this series and what's happening, so you have this where where these detainees in Chinese prison camps are being killed allegedly for their organs and to serve that transplant trade so-called billion dollars a year, it's distressing for anybody in the world and here in America who is on a list and thinking, oh, my goodness, this this is horrifying because, of course, it's something that people are praying for, that their loved one can get that organ donation, not realizing the evil manner within which the organ was harvested. Yes, and and certainly uh, they are. There are ties, U.S. ties to this practice. We train a lot of these doctors, um, these surgeons, Chinese surgeons in our country, and so we're starting to take a look at those uh, types of of practices that uh, we want to make sure we're not. The United States in any way is supporting this industry. Uh, we recently had uh, the. Heart and Lung Transplant Association recently took a stand and said, we're not going to allow any of the Chinese doctors to uh, publish in our journal. And it's sort of like a shaming, an international shaming. Uh, it took place during this, uh, during the Cold War against the Soviet Union when you had a lot of people being pushed, put into gulags over there. And uh, even if they were dissidents, if they were rejecting the, the Soviet Union, the communist government, they were, instead of you know, being treated uh, as you know, protesters, they were put in, in gulags. So uh, the same type of thing, uh, international shunning went on during that uh, time period. And, and leading scientists and uh, medical researchers say we need to be doing the same type of thing. We shouldn't be allowing that. That it, you know, this is not business as usual. We cannot have Chinese doctors who engage in this practice publishing in prestigious medical journals. Yeah, it, it's so concerning. And when you, you know, and I'll pivot a little bit because in your series you talk about so so much with this horrendous human rights record. But you're talking about, you know, the jailing of political dissenters. You're talking about the repression of religious minorities. And as the Real Clear Politics national correspondent, can you give us a sense? I know this is, and that's why everybody has to has to look at all your great work, Susan. But can you give us a sense of the of just the width and depth of the horrendous human rights violations that are believed to be happening? Well, as you know, the in Hong Kong, that is sort of like the canary in the coal mine. We knew. Uh, this was happening on the mainland in China. Hong Kong had a lot of uh, independence uh, because they had agreement with Britain that took place. Uh, and then there, the end of the independence was where Britain would hand over control of Hong Kong to China uh, took place. And we saw uh, big protests uh, in the streets in Hong Kong and then a crackdown. 
just like in uh, after Tiananmen Square, that was a, a little bit more violent crackdown. But whenever there's widespread protest, China cannot tolerate that against the government. So in Hong Kong, we saw um, China then came out with a national security law, and it is using that law to uh, crush dissidents. And also, uh, the Catholic Church is a very big part of the Hong Kong society, uh, and they are grabbing control. They are tightening control of the Catholic Church in Hong Kong. You had you saw that with uh, the Cardinal Zen. He was supporting some of these protesters and housing them and helping them. And so he was uh, put uh, prosecuted. He's the, the top um Catholic, uh, I would Catholic official in Hong Kong, and because of his role in in sort of helping the protesters, he was uh, prosecuted and fined. He was jailed for a time. He was released, but they're using this national security uh, law as a tool of repression against the church itself. And you know, a lot of um, church members in Hong Kong have fled. Uh, and worried. They also are saying, if you don't belong to the official church of China, because China sanctions certain churches, then they allow them to operate. But you have to say that there is no greater loyalty than to the the Communist Party (laughs) in your church. That has to be part of your church message. And they've actually replaced pictures of uh, Jesus Christ in some of these churches with pictures of President uh, Xi. Unbelievable. Very disconcerting. (laughs) Um, Taking the the crosses off of churches as well. And so this is, you know, and I know that um, Enor Canton, Canton, um, Freedom, he has talked, I should say um, Canton, Cantor Freedom, excuse me. He Mm -hmm. has, you know, the famous basketball player. He has talked Mm -hmm. a lot about this. And it's it's fascinating in the mainstream media or in the sports world. He sort of poo-pooed. And yet, if you look at what you're writing about and all of these different allegations, it's horrifying. I know that, and Representative Chris Smith from New Jersey, I'll, I'll count him as somebody local. that We know who he is yes. in the Philadelphia area, pretty famous um, local representative. He's currently moving through the Stop Force Organ Harvesting Act of 2023, H.R. 1154. Can you talk a yes. little bit about that and what that would mean? to have this legislation pass? Well, that is a big deal. He's, uh, Christmas has been trying to do that for several years, and it finally got traction when you had a, a Republican member of the House Foreign, the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, Mike McCall, at the International Religious Freedom Summit. He spoke out, and I covered this, and for the first time, he was the highest-ranking member to say, yes, we have we have enough documentation to believe that this is going on, this organ harvesting, and it's, uh, it's ghastly, it's gruesome, and we should not be any part of it. So this bill would push, place sanctions on anyone who has any support in the United States to, for this industry, uh, and it would also try to sanction the individuals in the China, um, in the medical establishment in China that are responsible for it. So that is happening. You also have a Senate bill that Senator Cotton's bipartisan with Chris Coons of Delaware, uh, a Democrat, who is, they are supporting, they sponsored that and they introduced it and hopefully we'll get some traction in the Senate on that as well. I need to check in with them and see how that's going. 
on the Senate side. But yes, um, so that this is momentum behind the spills along with the boycott that we're seeing from the International Heart and Lung Transplant Association. Uh, international action that we're finally seeing after years and years of of suspicions that this was going on, we're seeing evidence pile up and international condemnation, finally. And, you know, given this morning and and the news breaking, and you mentioned Representative Comer, he held this 9 a.m. news briefing this morning with uh, those Congress members from the the House Ethics Committee. You had recently uh, written that piece about the FBI, these um, you know, all, all of what's going in on the allegations that the FBI had an unclassified record that would link then VP Biden um, and, and some kind of a, you know, criminal scheme involving money for policy decisions. So given, I, you know, the backdrop of what you wrote about and then this morning, can you just give us some insight into into this morning's announcements given what you've been investigating? Well, uh, he's, it's great to have some, finally has some oversight of this. We know that uh, Hunter Biden has been under investigation uh, by the IRS for more than five years now, since two thousand, uh, four years, at least since 2018, when all these bank transactions came through in the Treasury uh, from foreign uh, foreign nationals, deposited into its account so there was they were flagged as what what why are, are we he's receiving all of this so but we haven't been able to see um you have different whistleblowers who have come forward one from the irs uh, another one that's uh that has come forward in the last several weeks to say the justice department has been not burying this for political reasons and not doing um its due diligence and we have this allegation this is an allegation in a and it's formalized, so it, they want to see that record. Uh, James Comer wants to see that record. He says there are nine Biden family members that are involved in this in this pay-to-play scheme um, involving you know our greatest adversaries, China. Uh, we just talked about how obviously there's terrible practices going on in China, and why should. The, uh, the vice president back then, why should his son be betting financially to the tune of millions of dollars? <laughs> we talked about how uh, the, the thing that I find the most you know, easy to understand is Hunter Biden was given a diamond by a Chinese energy official. This diamond is supposed to be two to three carats. Um, it's disputed how much it's worth, you know, tens of thousands at least, maybe up to $80,000. It was a subject of his first divorce. Uh, his first wife wanted to know where it was, if she knew about it. So, you know, he, he did not say, no, I can't accept this diamond. Um, that's too, that's a strange gift that you're giving me. I'm not going to accept it. Uh, he gave it to his associates, he said. So who knows where this diamond is? But it's things like that that obviously weren't disclosed in his IRS. So we, we don't know if they were or not, because I haven't seen his tax records personally. <laughs> but this is what we need to see. We need some transparency because this involves some of our greatest adversaries. And it also involves Ukraine. Um, and and he was on a board of a Burisma making a million dollars a year. And for why? What what purpose was that serving? Um, what was his background that allowed him to make a million dollars a year on that board? Uh, so 
We need greater transparency in this. I think that during the Trump administration, it was uh, the focus was on the impeachment of Trump because he he was because of the phone call that was disputed. But the what was said in that phone call that he did want to know what was going on with Hunter Biden. That became like a smokescreen. We never knew he was in, he was impeached because of it, but we didn't know whatever happened. What what was the underlying problem with Hunter Biden? Uh, we yes. certainly need more transparency, and I under—I don't understand why there hasn't been a special counsel that has that Merrick Garland has not appointed a special counsel to look into all of this. Yeah, and is there? They're alleging the influence peddling. They're alleging ten million dollars in these—you know—receiving the foreign cash visa uh, via these wire transfers and that sort of thing. But ultimately, until they show the goods, until they show their. I mean, he's saying this morning what I'm inferring from it is that ultimately they don't have that FBI, that unclassified documents. They haven't they they don't have possession of it yet. Yeah, and that's the problem, because, you know, the FBI, they can uh, the as we saw during uh, Eric Holder, when Eric Holder was attorney general during the Obama administration, the they wanted a lot of documents from him on the Fast and Furious gun tracking uh, scheme that they had going on at the, the FBI and just department. And he never, Eric Holder never produced those documents. And he was the first attorney general to be held in contempt of Congress. But what did that mean? There was really no repercussion other than just the label of it. You're being held in contempt of Congress. Uh, so they cannot, they cannot force the Justice Department to get this, this document. Uh, unfortunately, that's how our system works, even though we are supposedly a, a democracy or representative um, democracy. So, you know, it, it's 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 sad that we can't that we don't have more transparency on this. That's why I think we need a special counsel. Uh, Merrick Garland said because Trump is running for president, he was appointing a special counsel uh, last fall. Uh, to take care of, to look into the unclassified documents, the misplacement or the the taking those documents away and having possession of them in the wrong place. Um, as you know, they had an FBI uh, raid of his home mm-hmm. in Mar-a-Lago, unprecedented raid. We did not say this, see the same treatment for uh, President Biden and his Delaware home. And so I think that there is a real... Uh, a, a real distrust among the American people of the FBI. You see in different polls, uh, Rasmussen last fall came out with a poll and said after the Mar-a-Lago raid and said, you know, most people thought their, their trust in the FBI diminished because of that raid. Um, and about 50% of the American public does not trust the FBI. It used to be a very uh, venerated institution in this country. Uh, and certainly we know that most rank and file FBI members are are to do great work and are uh, are dedicated uh, people, but it, it, there's something going on there where um, you have whistleblowers coming forward saying that this issue with Hunter Biden has politi- been politicized, and we know that for a fact that that's true. When you see the the role that Antony Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, and former CIA official Mike Morrell played in and in trying to uh, discredit uh, the the laptop uh, with the 51 general, uh, national security officials signing that letter saying that it was uh, had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, 
right in the heart of the campaign and during October. So, you know, we I think that appointing a special counsel would be the would be a great first step that Merrick Garland can do. But I, I'm not holding my breath. That that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, you know, just thinking about all of this alleged corruption or money laundering or what what have you, I think until or unless somebody can connect the dots and say that they were peddling influence and some of this money, I mean, you talked about, for example, you know, organ harvesting or something like that, unless they can come up with specific things that people can look at and say, okay, it was tit for tat, but this is what happened. These are the people hurt. It just sounds like, oh, well, all those politicians, they're all a bunch of corrupt politicians. I I just don't know, Susan Crabtree, if at the end of the day, I don't know if this necessarily sticks unless they can show the American people follow that money trail and that the money was transferred for this and this is what happened. This was the price we paid or the price certain victims paid in the world. It's certainly this type of thing. I've never seen it to the tune of 10, what we're looking at right now, the millions and millions of dollars, uh, because we did have similar case uh, that I was aware of. And then back uh, during Harry Reid's days, when he was uh, majority leader, minority leader of the Senate, his son was a lobbyist and he did some work with Chinese energy companies and it was in, and then his own father when he was majority or minority leader, I can't remember which position it was because he went back and forth with Senate control. Um, but he, they, they were doing business with solar companies in Nevada and he did make, I think there was a million dollars or something to the tune of that level. Uh, but you know, China was an, our greatest adversary back then. Uh, we have, you know, they, since president Xi has taken control, uh, and he's really, he has really um, cracked down on different dissidents and religious minorities, and certainly we see what's happening in Hong Kong. It, it's a different uh, different role that we're seeing China play, and, and ever since the pandemic as well, we have greater concerns about uh, what their intentions are, and the tensions between our country and Washington and Beijing are certainly running very, very high with their threats to Taiwan. So this is a different world we're in, and, and knowing that there is these these tens of millions of dollars that the Biden family might have made, uh, and certainly we see we know there's millions of dollars um, from energy officials, which are are the same. When you talk about China, there is no separation between their top company executives and the government. They have to share information. It's one and the same, and. So to know that they basically he made this money from CCP officials, it really calls into question every policy decision that the, that uh, the president makes with regard to China. So you, that has to play. Uh, that has to have a factor. There has to be a factor of that in there. So I think um, it's completely different, and it's a different scale that we're talking about. Well, Susan Crabtree, it's always such a pleasure to hear from you, political correspondent for Real Clear politics and this great series um, that's that you have put together here and the long road to confronting China's war on religion your part three it it is absolutely 
uh, spellbinding to, and, and, and in a horrible way, stunning to, to read through all of this, Susan. It's incredible. Makes you value your freedom in this country, and we, we have to do everything we can to hold on to that. But I really appreciate your interest in the series. It's, it was a, a three-month project, and it, I feel like it's really revealing um, and, and bringing some attention that needs to be a spotlight to this, this terrible, terrible situation that we have going on in China with, uh, with regards to religious freedom and that we take for granted in this country. Yes, we do. Susan Crabtree, thank you so much for being here today. My, certainly my pleasure. Thanks so much for the interest. <laughs> thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.